Hey everyone, uh, this is Brandon. Um, so I wanted to record something just very unscripted, kind of off the cuff. Um, as some of you may have heard, uh, the founding drummer for Slipknot, uh, Joey Jordison, passed away this week. And it really made me think a lot about Slipknot as a band in general and really, I guess, the impact they've kind of had on my life. Um, I grew up listening to them and just like, I don't know, celebrity deaths really don't usually get to me as much, but this one has been kind of sticking with me for the better part of this week and um, I've just had a lot of thoughts kind of surrounding, again, the band and um, just what it, what it means to me and I don't uh, don't really have like that much of an outlet that I you know t that I need to get these thoughts out so I just wanted to I guess sit and record this and just kind of get out there a few of the things that I've been thinking about and just to see I guess if anyone else you know if it resonates with anybody if anybody else is thinking the same things you know I've seen a few people on Twitter that have shared similar sentiments to what you know I feel like I'm gonna say in this um, but Again, I guess maybe this is just therapeutic for me. Um, maybe it's just something that I felt like I wanted to talk about because it means a lot to me. And if you are willing to sit and listen, then I appreciate that very much. Um, I've thought about doing kind of a series like this for a while now where I just kind of go off on my own tangents and talk about some things that uh, are on my mind. Um, usually they'll come up when I'm driving to and from work since I have like... I mean, counting traffic, almost a 30-minute drive there and back, so I'm in my car for like an hour every day when I go to the office, so um, just, yeah, I mean, a lot going on in my brain that, um, I don't know, again, maybe some people will resonate with, some people won't even fucking listen to this, but if you do, um, I appreciate you preemptively. <clears throat> So anyway, like I was saying, this is not scripted, but I do have a pretty good idea of just the points I wanted to get through and um, just what I wanted to say in general and to kind of just put, put it out there. You know, I, I don't really know many other people that have been kind of into Slipknot and, uh, you know, that kind of stuff like I have for a long time other than like my dad. Um, but I just haven't had the chance to talk to him about this yet. So here, here we are. You are, you listening right now are stand-ins for my dad and dad, if you're listening, I'm sure we're going to have this conversation pretty soon. Um, okay. So yeah, with that being said, um, I don't want to beat around the bush anymore and make this too long because it's already probably going to be, you know, just a few minutes. I, I'm not trying to make this like a full, you know, half hour thing or a full, like, hour thing it's just again very impromptu very casual just speaking my mind and getting my thoughts out there so like i said um you know i grew up with listening to slipknot uh because of my dad he uh i'd say a lot of my teenage edginess and angst and stuff um you know he got me into a lot of that stuff a lot of the the you know new metal um slipknot corn disturbed uh, five-figure death punch, you know, all those kind of bands and stuff like that. Cause I mean, I, you know, it's what he listened to and I enjoyed it. So I listened to it as well. And, um, really, I think few bands have been as prevalent in my life as Slipknot has like ever since I was, 
you know, probably five or six years old, I still remember listening to Wait and Bleed and everything. Um, I remember uh, he, my dad made me a, a CD once. Um, it was shortly after my parents had separated and um, it had like, it had Wait and Bleed on there. It had, you know, a bunch of other just tracks that, you know, we had downloaded because that was like very early 2000s when Napster and LimeWire and shit was all all around so we would just download songs off the internet and expand the music collection and you know rip CDs that we we had bought you know we'd buy new albums and just put them all on the computer we had just a massive music library that we would burn CDs out of um so he had burned me a CD with Wait and Bleed on it and I remember um the CD said in bright orange marker it was Brandon's music do not touch under penalty of death except he um had accidentally put a b instead of a d in death uh so he kind of like scribbled over it and wrote a d um but I listened to the shit out of that CD um even though my mom probably wasn't a big fan of it uh but yeah I mean I I Again, that was the kind of music I grew up on when I was five, six, seven years old. And, uh, you know, my parents were separating. That was the stuff that I was listening to. I was listening to Slipknot and Disturbed and Korn and, you know, whatever I could really get my hands on in that early internet age um, as far as those kind of metal bands or new metal bands and stuff went. Um, You know, System of a Down, like... I remember uh, one year at Christmas, I got uh, the Papa Roach CD, Getting Away With Murder, from uh, my stepdad's brother, and my mom was pissed because uh, it had, like, the parental advisory sticker on it, so I took it to my dad's and we listened to it. Um, But, uh, yeah, so uh, again, like I said, it's been, you know, ever since I was very young, um, these songs have been with me, and as I've grown older, you know, I definitely... um, I guess I see the meaning of them a lot more. Uh, you know, since Joey passed, I have gone back through Slipknot's catalog and, you know, been listening to their stuff nonstop. And I think what really stands out to me is that a band like Slipknot probably by all means shouldn't have made it as big as they did. They shouldn't have been, you know, a worldwide success like they were. I mean, you know, think about their first albums, you know, the self-titled Slipknot album came out in 1999 and it was these fucking nine dudes in red jumpsuits with these creepy masks on, like playing some of the heaviest shit that, you know, any, I mean, obviously, you know, there probably were heavier bands out at the time and, you know, whatever, but like the heaviest shit that had broken kind of into the mainstream i mean you they they their first big hits were wait and bleed and spit it out off that album and then you listen to the rest of the album and it's just fucking like it it feels like you're just getting beat up you know and it's it's crazy and it's it's a very angry album it's filled with an incredible amount of rage but you know when you look at um the time period and when you look at where and how you know, the founders of the band, um, Joey and like Sean, um, clown, I think was him. It was his mask and his title. Uh, you know, they grew up in a small town in Iowa and, you know, there was fuck all to do, but it was a very, you know, small, like the, the, the stereotypical small American town in East bumfuck where it's just all, you know, super conservative, super religious, super, you know, repressed and all that. And, um, you know, Joey, I believe was, 
I, I want to say he was, they said he was 43 um, when he passed. So, you know, thinking about the time period that uh, he was growing up in, Gen X, um, you know, you listen to really any Gen X art or anything like that. And there is that very anti-establishment, anti-conformism, you know, very individualist message in there. And Slipknot was no different. It was all about doing your own thing, being yourself, but it was about being fucking angry at the systems that at that time, I mean, this, you know, the veil was being pulled back more and more at the systems that were failing. I mean, Gen X was the first generation that realistically was poised to not do better than their parents. You know, income inequality was rapidly growing. I mean, you had, you know, crack in the 80s, you had AIDS, you had the start of like heroin and the opium crisis or opioid crisis and shit. And, you know, the I guess the veil was being pulled back even more as to what exactly was going on in the world, how pretty shitty things were and how shitty things were getting. And again, in that, there was a lot of anger and a lot of rage at the systems that had failed these people and that had failed, you know, your average Americans that were failing your average Americans and that, you know, arguably today are still pretty fucked up and not working the way they should at all, you know, but that's another story for another time. Um, but Slipknot was that visceral response, that fucking like, you know, fuck you. I'm not going to do what you tell me, you know, I'm going to, burn it all down, I'm gonna beat the shit out of, you know, something, I'm gonna destroy something, you know, it was that, that anger being vented, and I think maybe that's why it resonated with so many people that it did, um, you know, you, you can easily dismiss some of their lyrics and stuff, like, um, off of the albums, I, off the album Iowa, um, like the song Heretic Anthem or New Abortion. Uh, Heretic Anthem specifically, you know, the chorus is, if you're 555, then I'm 666. And, you know, of course, the fucking, you know, middle-aged white women and the, the Midwestern moms and shit, I'm sure they're like, oh, that's all satanic. They're they're devil worshippers. But it's not. It's, it's so far from the truth. You know, it's, if you listen to the fucking rest of the song and you take the lyrics in context, he's saying, if you, if what you stand for are you know five 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 if you are what is good in the world and you're the example i'm supposed to live up to then i guess i'm the devil i'm six 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 i'm the i want to be the opposite of whatever you want to be because again it was that that lashing out that anger at you know the generation that had come before the shit that was getting so fucked up in the world and yeah the the boot of the man metaphorically being pressed on the neck of the average person and it was that lashing out, you know, Corey Taylor, the singer, he did write a lot of the, the lyrics for uh, Slipknot and stuff like that. But Joey and Sean and the other founders of the band were also very involved in a lot of the lyrical content. And they wrote a lot of the, the songs and everything like that. So, you know, they really had, it seems, all those same sentiments that, you know, yeah, this is our, you know, fu- like the Rage Against the Machine lyrics, like, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. It was that same sentiment, but taken to such an extreme and you know put out there with just such passion i guess and 
um, you know, reading any interviews with Joey where he talks about the formation of the band and how him and Sean, I guess they both worked uh, like late nights at a gas station. Again, small town, Iowa, you know, bumfuck nowhere. And they would sit there at, on their night shifts and they would just, you know, go over these ideas that they had for the band. And they were so passionate and so into what they were doing and so unwilling to compromise their vision of what they wanted to do. Again, it was a nine-piece fucking extreme metal band, you know, basically singing, like, I, I want to burn a, burn down everything, you know, I'm pissed off and I'm not going to take it anymore. But then they started selling, you know, hundreds of thousands of albums, playing these massive shows, and they became, you know, essentially a cult. Like, they became such a phenomenon. And it's, I guess it's amazing to me seeing that passion for anything and it means a lot to me it's something again like i said i grew up with and now as i'm getting older and you know i've flirted with countless creative outlets and stuff before um but just really seeing that passion for you know knowing this is what i want to do this is my message this is what i want to get out to the world it's really inspiring and again from a band that you know is incredibly heavy incredibly screaming you know all that shit um it just it means a lot and, um, it's, it's something I've always kind of held with me and, you know, that band has been really the vessel for a lot of the good experiences I've had in my life. Like, I mean, they've, they've gone with me all throughout growing up, you know, uh, one of the first big shows that I ever went to was the Rockstar Energy Mayhem tour. The first year that they did it, I went with my dad and two of my friends and Slipknot was the main headliner. And I still remember just sitting up there on the lawn seats. I mean, we had to be a good couple hundred feet away, but like every time Joey had hit the fucking kick drum, it felt like we were getting punched in the chest and it was unreal. I mean, I was, I was like 13 at the time and it was just a surreal experience that like, you know, I've been listening to these guys on their albums and stuff for so long, but here I am, like they are live in front of me. This is fucking wild. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... It's tragic, uh, you know, when somebody goes so young, somebody so talented. I mean, he I mean, he was a multi-instrumentalist. He not only played the drums like an absolute demon. I mean, he like listened to any Slipknot track and the first thing you're probably going to notice is the the drums. Like it's so beyond what other people were doing at the time. I mean, um, you know, I saw again, like I said somebody on Twitter I saw saying like you know, other bands were probably doing it, but Slipknot was probably one of the first places where a lot of people heard blast beats, like that that incredibly fast, you know, double kick pedal bass drum shit. And like, again, when he did that live, it felt like you were getting beat the fuck up. It was that, it was aggressive. It was just visceral. And I don't know, something about it just has really stuck with me and continues to stick with me after all this time. Um, You know, I... I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what else to say. It's it's just, again, I just wanted to kind of get these thoughts out there and see if anybody kind of has that same idea or any of the same feelings because, you know, these guys were a very important band to me growing up. And, I mean, they still are. You know, I still listen to all their shit regularly. And, I you know, I hope that they continue on. Um, I know that Joey was not a part of the band for uh, the past few years now because of he had, he had health complications and stuff like that. And I don't think they've released a cause of death, but I think the general consensus is that it might be related to what was going on. Um, you know, it's, it's incredibly tragic to lose 
someone that talented and someone that passionate about what they do. I mean, you know, we've got with the age of YouTube and the age of, you know, anybody, any Tom, Dick or Larry being able to fucking download their own music software and, and, you know, put out whatever bullshit they want, you know, losing somebody that passionate about getting something out there that they really cared about and something out there that they really wanted the world to hear. They wanted to express themselves in that way. It's, it is tragic. It's sad. And I can only hope that moving forward, I can carry some of that passion as well. And that I can, you know, not be afraid to, to continue to be myself and unapologetically be me because I think, you know, again, as much as people want to write it off as like, Oh, it's just, you know, they're just screaming, fuck, fuck, fuck you, fuck this, fuck everything. It's the underlying message is one of individuality and not being afraid to be you and to stand up for yourself and to forge your own path. And I think that's pretty admirable. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really all I got for right now. Um, again, if you listened to any of my rambling on this, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, if you know, I, again, like I said, I have a lot of other kind of ideas for stuff like this for just, you know, sitting down rambling for 15 ish minutes or whatever, um, that I would like to do in the future. So if you enjoyed this, if you want to hear any more, uh, stuff like this, just let me know. Um, but yeah, let me know on Twitter. I'm sure I'll post this there. I'll post this on Facebook. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening and, um, you know, rest in peace, Joey Jordison. Um, I, I wish for all the best for his family and his friends. And, um, you know, I hope that they can navigate this hard time and find peace in, um, knowing that, you know, he's, he's in a better place and, um, yeah, that's it. See ya.